I'm so glad you guys are able to join me again. I hope you've been having a good week or a good weekend. So yeah, let's just get right into it today. I really wanted to address this topic um, concerning depression, more specifically Christians going through depression. So I think I think depression is definitely, definitely something we need to talk about more within the church. It's, it's a topic that I believe has been neglected for some time now, although I can't lie. I have seen in the recent, in the recent years, I have seen more people open up, have discussions related to depression, related to the reality of it and how it does affect even, even believers. And I think that's great, but I just think we need to talk about it more and, not even just in the four walls of the church, but culture-wise. You know, I, I come from an African culture and within, more specifically, I can't speak for every single culture in Africa, but more specifically in the Nigerian culture, depression is almost, almost unheard of, <laughs> meaning a lot, you will not hear a lot of people saying that they are depressed within the Nigerian culture. And some people may think, oh, well, it's probably because they're just not depressed. You know, that that's why you don't hear it often. I do believe that Americans face more depression than others in different countries just due to how America is set up for real. I, I just believe that. So although I think those in the African culture do face less, um, I think the statistics in the African culture is lower in regards to those that go through depression, I still do think that it is very, very real and it very much happens within the culture. Yeah. And just bear with me because this is one of the episodes that I will probably be all over the place because I I really want this to come from the heart. I really want to be sensitive to this topic and I really want to make sure I am careful about the things that I say and so forth because it is a serious issue that I really, really think needs to be handled carefully. And so, yes, please forgive me. I'll probably be all over the place, but I hope you guys can stick with me and I hope you guys can kind of get where I'm coming from and understand the things that I'm saying. So, yeah, like I said, um, like I said, I come from a culture where not where no one will really admit that they're going through depression. I don't want to just focus on my culture. It is, I see it a lot also in just in society today. And no matter where you go, no matter what culture you go to, depression is something that is not talked about as often. And there's this stigma behind it that says, especially in the Christian community, if you are going through depression, it's always the work of the enemy. It's always the enemy, the enemy, the enemy. While I do believe depression can be the work of the enemy, I do believe that. I also believe it may have nothing to do with the devil at all. I really think it's very insensitive to just blame the devil <laughs> for a lot of the depression that people face. I mean, I bet you the devil's looking like, y'all, I'm not even doing anything. Why y'all keep putting my name in this? <laughs> and 
I think that's true. I think we give the enemy way, way, way too much credit. And I think we need to actually sit down, look at everything in terms of what people are going through in depression, look at what scripture says about it and how God desires for us to respond concerning depression. So again, while I do believe there are some um, there are some times where our depression is because of the enemy. That is not the case all the time. And that is just what I want to talk about today. Just to be open, to be honest, to really talk about this this sensitive thing. And hopefully together we can kind of, we can seek truth and through scripture, really see how as Christians, how God desires for us to to overcome this. Depression, that term is pretty broad. I'm not going to lie, it's a very broad term because there are a lot of types of depression. There there are levels to depressions. There's a there's physical depression, clinically depressed. There's so many levels and so many so many types of depression. There's postpartum depression. So, depression in and of itself is a pretty broad term. So, I kind of just want to focus on depression broadly. But yeah, depression is a very, very, very real thing, especially in the Christian community. And that is what I definitely want to focus on today. Depression in a Christian's life. When Christians go through depression, how, what does that look like? And what does the Bible say about that? And how are we to respond to that? And I, I will talk about it a little later on, but as I am talking, look, I am learning as well, okay? This is not a topic that I am an expert on. There are professionals that are very well-versed in this topic. But however, I do believe scripture is our guidance as Christians. And I do believe scripture gives us the antidote. And it gives us advice and guidance as to how we are to deal with depression, what that looks like and how are we to respond. And so that is just where I'm coming from, not from a, not from an expertise position, but more from a Christian that has sought God's word. That's where I'm coming from. And I hope we search God's word together and also help each other out when it comes to this stuff. So yeah, it is, it is a very real thing in the Christian community. Christians, they do go through depression. Christians go through depression. I want to say that again, because I believe that we think when we come to Christ, all of a sudden, all of our problems are gone. Nothing will ever happen to us in terms of hardship and challenges, and that we will have everything all perfectly together. While after this life, as believers, everything will be perfect. While we are here on this earth, we live in a fallen and sinful world. So that can't be the case at all times. So we need to be more aware of this reality. It it affects all types of Christians, quote unquote types of Christians, like pastors. It affects pastors as well. You see a lot, especially lately, in the news, you see pastors committing suicide because of depression. And these are pastors, pastors that you you think are so strong in their faith. And these are the ones that are encouraging us to stand strong in God. And yet 
they are going through things that a lot of their congregants do not know to the point that it has caused them to take their lives. And so I want to reiterate again that it is a real thing in a believer's life. And I want to stress the reality also, although it's an a, it can be a real thing in a believer's life, I also want to stress that you, if you are going through any any type of depression, any type, and it may not even be depression. It could just be seasonal sadness. Maybe you're just going through a season of just sadness or a season of grief, whatever it may be. You are not alone. You are not abnormal if you're going through this. And the reason why is because the Bible is filled with so many people, so many of God's people, people that have had faith in God. It is filled with these people going through depression. And I'm going to give a couple of examples because there are many examples. And I think when we look at these examples, we can really, we can learn from the things that these believers, these, um, these Bible characters have gone through and what that looks like and what we can learn from it and what how how we can see God acting on their behalf. So you are not alone. I just want to reiterate that. So again, there are examples of many people that have in the Bible that have gone through. It may not be just depression in and of itself, but you can see how they've gone through deep despair and anguish and grief. And one example is David in the Old Testament. If you read the book of Psalms, the book of Psalms is filled with David's prayer and his cry, him crying out to God from a place of despair, from a place of depression, from a place of grief. For example, when David lost his son after, you know, the whole situation happened where um, David slept with another man's wife, had a child with her and ended up killing her husband, murdering her husband. As a result of that, his son ended up dying. And he wrote so many Psalms of him crying out to God. David was expressing great sorrow and sadness to the point of depression. You know, and he expressed it to the Lord. He didn't, David didn't just gloss over it like, oh, this is an attack from the enemy because it wasn't, it wasn't an attack from the enemy. He was going through this real deep, dark place. Yes, because of his sin, but because of the fact that it's life, you know, we, we are going to get, we are going to go through losses. We're going to go through grief and that it, that may cause us to become depressed, to get into a state of depression. And David cried out to God in Psalms 56, eight, David tells God in prayer and he says, you, you keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. And so David is saying to God, look, I have, you, you know how many times I've been in sorrow. You know it. You know how many times I have cried out to you in tears. He also says in Psalms 42, 11, he says, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him my salvation and my God. So David recognizes how 
sad he is. He recognizes the state of his soul, that he's in turmoil, that he is discouraged. Um, that's the word that they use in the NLT, discouraged and saddened. And so even Paul, uh, even David is expressing the state that he is in. And I love though at the end of this, because again, these Bible characters that go through stuff like this, they really show us that we don't have to stay in this circumstance. We can put our trust in God because even in that same verse, he says, I'm going to trust in you, God. I'm going to put my hope in you. So David still placed his trust and his hope in God, even when he was going through depression. Another example, Job. We all know the story of Job, how he lost everything, his family, his his um his stocks. He lost even his health. In Job, you can see as you read the book how much he was in such great despair that number one, his wife was even telling him, why don't you just curse God and die? <laughs> just curse God and die. In Job 3, you see that Job was so depressed and so saddened by his situation that he was telling God, Lord, why was I even born? I wish I was dead. He cursed the day he was born. But guess what? What is Job known for? He's known for still staying faithful to God. He never cursed God, although he fell into depression, but he never cursed God. He stayed faithful to God even till the end. Another example is Elijah the prophet Elijah in the Old Testament. You know, you we remember how after Elijah had gone through that spiritual victory over those false prophets of Jezebel and her and her husband King Ahab, you know, even though he he was successful in showing who God was to these false prophets, he still found himself fearing for his life and in deep sorrow to the point that he was praying to God to take his life. And you can you can really see that story in First Kings 19, more specifically, verse four. He was praying to God, please kill me. Please take my life. Another example is Jonah. <laughs> we know what happened to Jonah when, you know, he disobeyed God. God gave him a, God gave him an assignment to go to the people of Nineveh because of their sin and to preach to them and send them a message. Yet he turned away and ran from God. But then when he finally obeyed God and went to preach to the people, he still became angry and sorrowful and sad. In Job 4, we see, jo uh, sorry, in, in Jonah 4, we see how Jonah is expressing to God that he wanted to end his life. He wanted God to take his soul and to take his life from him because of the depression that he found himself in, because of the saddened state. And then there are so many examples. Jeremiah, you know, he's known as the weeping prophet. <laughs> um, Moses, read Numbers 11. You see how Moses wanted his life to end because he was in such deep sorrow. And so in all of these stories, we can see the reality of depression. And that is why I say you are not alone. Even in the Bible, these are people, these are men of God that are known for doing great things for God, yet they were in such deep despair and anguish over life situation. And I really think we can learn a lot from their stories. Number one, I really believe when I read it, when I'm going through saddened states or hardships or challenges, I, number one, see 
that these people continued to trust in God despite what they were going through or feeling. They trusted and were faithful to God. And I think that's a lesson we can learn from. Even though they were in difficult situations, they continued to put their hope in God. They continued to trust God. And I think like, you know, again, when I go through things, I I, I look at that and I'm saying, okay, though my world may be crashing down on me right now, I must put my hope in God. Because at the end of the day, God is faithful even to us who we are even to us who are unfaithful to him at times. And that's the second thing, the second lesson that I gain from when, you know, when I look at these stories, God is always with his people. He was with his people all along. He took care of each and every one of them. Elijah, he took care of them. Uh, He took care of Elijah. He fed Elijah. He strengthened Elijah when Elijah was in a state of depression where he wanted his life to end. God saw their grief. He saw the state. He saw David's cry for help, crying out to God to be his salvation, to help him. And God heard him. You see the Psalms filled with David saying, you have heard me. You have turned your face towards me. You have, you have heard my heart cries that you don't abandon the, 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 the tears. You don't abandon the hearts of your people. And God is so faithful. And I just want to let you know that if you're going through anything, God is so faithful to keep you through it because he has kept his people in the scripture. He has kept his people through it. He never once when 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 God's people cried out to him for help, he never once said, why are you feeling like this? Why are you depressed? What do you have to be depressed about? No, he didn't just ignore them. And then he, he didn't just he didn't rebuke them from feeling that way. He saw their grief and he helped them. He acted on their behalf. And that is the God we serve. And so I want to remind you that God is faithful to his people and he will take care of his people just like he did in the word of God. And the reason why I feel so strongly about this, the reason why I look at these stories and I I just find so much hope in them and hope in who God is because I have been there before. I am not going to sugarcoat anything. And I am not going to pretend like I am this perfect Christian that has it all together and that never goes through anything because guess what? There have been many times, even in my adult life, I'm not even going to talk about my, my teenage years and all that, but just focusing just on my adult life, I have had times where I have been that I have had times where I have been depressed and although it doesn't really happen to me often it has still happened to me nonetheless and I don't I know there are many people out there too many believers out there too who have not opened up about it but who have had seasons of depression or even if it hasn't gotten to that point seasons of sadness and it is so real and I know I know how it feels to feel like you're alone because there are many times through through tough situations regardless of what that is i have felt alone i felt i have felt like no one cares no one sees what i'm going through i have felt i have felt down in many instances where i felt like i was the one that was fighting for myself and sorry guys but 
I know what it's like to be depressed that you can't eat, you can't do your work, you can't have normal conversations with people. I understand how that is and it is real and if you are going through that again I am so sorry because I understand how that feels and it is not a good feeling but I know how that feels and you know we're all humans and yes you know our life our life things in our life it's going to affect us but But that's just sometimes the reality of it, you know. You know, I have gone through through situations where I have felt like, why am I even here on this earth? You know, why am I still living? Like, God, just, just take me. You know, I, I don't even need to be here anymore. And that's why, that is why I brought up first the examples in scripture, because what has truly helped me in my times of grief or my times of despair or my times of depression is the fact that God takes care of his people. God will take care of me. And I've had to realize that through reading scripture that God, that God will take care of me. And so those times where I have felt like, oh my gosh, I am, I have felt like I am so down that I don't want to continue anymore I have had to lean on the promises of God that he will take care of me and he will provide for me and that he is my comforter the one that comforts me and so I've had to really really dig deep into the word and rely heavily and ultimately on who God is and who he is for his people because it is truth no matter how much I feel alone no matter how much my feelings may overshadow my may overshadow the truth i must understand that my feelings are fickle and my feelings are not my feelings are not what dictates life or inter- or i guess it's not what dictates how i how i respond i must respond on the word of god i must respond on the truth and that is what really has gotten me through a lot of situations that I have gone through. And honestly, even recently, um, although the word of God ultimately is my treasure and is what I lean on and what always, no matter what gets me out of any saddened state I may be in due to whatever reason it may be, I've also realized, you know, I'm a mother now, <laughs> you know, how could I cannot be selfish and want God to take me and leave my daughter without a mother. That is, that is selfish of me to do that. You know, she needs her mother. She needs someone who will be there for her, who will teach her and, and guide her in the way of God. And also to allow her to see um, the realities of life and help her through it. And so I'm not gonna lie, my daughter also, (laughs) my daughter has been on my mind as a mother as a parent my daughter has been on my mind and has also kept me sane but again primarily it has been the lord and it has been his word you know that has kept me (laughs) so so i do want to say that i do want to say again and reiterate that you're not alone lean on 
lean on God, lean on the promises of God. Um, I I actually remember, and this is the first time, at least I think, this is the first thing, this is the first time that I'm um, sharing this, but I, I wanted to share how even in the first, when I was pregnant in my first trimester, even though it lasted for about two days, I went through a minor, minor season of straight, uh, straight depression or straight sadness. And I didn't even know where it came from. I remember when I, I found out I was pregnant and then I, of course, like it, it, the depression even had nothing to do with the, the, the pregnancy because I was so happy. Of course, like I was, I was excited and so joyful that I was pregnant because it is something that we wanted. And I remember maybe like two months into me being pregnant. So still in my first trimester, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, I remember feeling this heaviness on me, this like this complete sadness, not because I was pregnant, not feeling sad that I was pregnant, but just feeling sad. And I didn't know where that came from because to be honest, during that time, life was pretty good. I had, there was no issues going on in my life. There was nothing that was irritating me. There was nothing that was like, that was truly challenging for me during that time. Life was pretty relatively good for me. And so I was wondering like, whoa, where did this feeling of depression come from? Where did this feeling of sadness all of a sudden come from? And it, was like that for two days and then literally after two days it was gone and I actually never really felt that um during my whole pregnancy I never felt that way again and I remember that being strange and I just you know let it go and I just started to you know I just I just started to continue on with life and then one day I remember just googling something about postpartum depression just to you know look at these things that aren't really talked about and I remember seeing something, I can't remember the name of it. I think it's prenatal depression. I think it's called prenatal depression. I think, do, do not quote me on that. <laughs> but basically it was defining how some women in their first trimester go through depression. And, you know, it, it's from, it, it can be from literally nothing, um, but may happen through um, you know, how our hormones are changing and, you know, chemical imbalances are happening and things are shifting in your body. That could be the cause of it. And I was like, are you serious? Maybe that's what I went through because no one really told me about this and everything was fine. Like I was good. Life was cool. Why was I feeling that way? And I realized that could have been the reason why, um, I say that to say you don't know what people are going through in their lives. Even if someone is pregnant and they are happy that they're pregnant, you don't even know if they are having difficulty in what in, in their lives, what, whatever that may be. And you don't know what that difficulty is causing them or is causing for them. And so I really think it is so important for us to check up on our friends I remember listening to a podcast by one of my good friends, Raheem, and I believe they had a episode where they were talking about checking up on your strong friends. And I think that is so true. And I'm even going to add to that. 
don't just check up on your strong friends. Check up on your weak friends. Check up on friends that you see may have signs or symptoms of sadness or depression. If you see it as friends, it is our responsibility to check up on them. It is our responsibility to get into their lives and see what is going on. How can I help you? You know, be that friend they can trust, that they can lean on. Because I can say through through the times that I have gone through sadness, yes, relying on God is first and foremost for every believer. And that is what will truly help us overcome situations, but also community. God has placed community within our grasp to lean on, you know, if we're going through things. And so I think that is why it is important for you to find someone that you trust to, you know, help you through whatever it is that you're going through. It also shows that, you know, we live in a day and age of social media. (laughs) We live in a day where people post perfect pictures. They post these, these pictures that are filled with happiness perfection and just just so forth we just live in a day and age in social media where no one will truly no one's going to post pictures of them crying on their social media no one is going to do that and so we don't know what people are going through behind closed doors we don't know what they're going through behind their social media account do not let social media fool you into thinking that everything is okay with everyone again there are levels and there, there are levels to depression. So some people may be going through a state of depression harder than another person is. Or someone may not really be going through it. They're just in grief. Or they're just sad because of a loss. Because of a miscarriage. Because of a divorce. Because of um, abandonment. People go through things. And I think we need to... And I'm talking to myself about this as well. We shouldn't be so caught up in looking at the perfect pictures we see on social media that we think our friends do not need to be reached out to and that everything is going okay with them. We should still, every now and then, look out for our friends. And I'm working on that as well. I feel like I'm I'm, I'm the worst at that. And so that is why I am definitely talking to myself as I am saying this. I don't think I would be doing this topic justice if I leave this conversation without giving us ways that can help us overcome any state we may be in because the reality is we can overcome it. Although it may happen, we can, through the help of God, overcome anything that we are going through. And the number one thing, the number one way I believe we can deal with oppression and heal from it is through getting into the word of God. Focusing on Christ and seeking him is the number one way we can overcome grief or despair or sadness. Meditating on scripture has helped me and I believe that is why God's word, that's that's one of the reasons why God's word is there for us to help us through every situation that we may going through. So get into the word of God and allow it to encourage you, rest on it, allow it to build you up and strengthen you so that when you feel, when you have seasons of depression, when you have seasons of challenges and hardship, you have something solid that you can rely on. You have something solid that never changes 
which is the promises of God. Um, examples are Psalm 34, the whole that whole um, chapter. I love it. I've read it multiple times and it honestly just actually just read the whole Psalms to be honest. Read the whole book of Psalms. It is filled with so much hope and encouragement and it's also filled with a with the reality of, you know, for example, like I said again, David crying out for help out of a state of depression, yet you see how God has come to his rescue. And that is why he is still able to praise God even through his circumstances. And so read and dwell on God's word, um, spe specifically the book of Psalms. Also read John 16, it, Jesus specifically says to take heart, I have overcome the world. He, Jesus says, you will face many tribulations in this world, but take heart, I have overcome the world. That is a promise that Jesus has overcome the world for us. Therefore, no matter what we go through, we can take heart and take hope in the, the promises of God in the fact that God is sovereign and he is victorious over everything. Read Psalm, read Isaiah 41, 10. Romans 8, 38 through 9 is also good. Second Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. That is also a great encouragement. And then also 1 Peter 5, 7. You know, it talks about casting all of our cares and all of our anxiety on God for he cares for us. So just read scripture, read the examples of the of people in the Old Testament going through things and how God has overcome for them and has fought their battles for them. So dwell on those things. It will help you. I promise you, it will help you. Also prayer. Prayer is a huge thing. Cry out to God for help. Like I said, Psalms is filled with David's prayer and his cry for help and God hearing him. So cry out for help. God is never going to rebuke you for being honest with him about how you feel. Cry out for God. Prayer does wonders. I have seen how it has worked in my own personal life. And even scripture talks about us praying without ceasing and so pray all the time pray every single day no matter even if you're going through um, joyful moments pray to God and then also fellowship like I stated earlier having the right friends and family around you to confide in and to pray with you is is, is extremely important fellowship with other believers and having that community it helps us you know because there are times when we are so sad. We are so hard pressed that we just can't, we can't find the strength to pray for ourselves. Therefore, we need others who will fight with us, others who will intercede on our behalf. And I have seen the fruits of having solid friendships and family members who care for you to help you through rough times. So please seek out friends that you know are there for you, friends that will help you, friends that will not share all of your business with <laughs> with other people, but friends that hear what you are going through and that, that will say, nope, we are going to pray together. We are going to come to God together and pray over this. I got your back and I will be there with you. And then also lastly, seek professional help. 
seek professional help if you truly, truly need it. There is nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with going to a therapist or going to a doctor if you truly need um, need professional help. I believe God places doctors in our lives to work through them to heal any type of sickness, any type of disease we're going through, right? If we are sick, if we have a certain illness, we're going to go to a professional. We're going to go to a doctor to help us. It doesn't mean that we don't trust God, but it shows that we trust God to work through doctors to help us if we're having any type of illness or sickness. And it's the same with going to a therapist or going to a psychologist, whoever may be able to help you through any mental illness or any depression that you're facing. God has set up therapists and doctors to help us when we are facing deep, deep, deep despair and and challenges. And so seek professional help. There is nothing wrong with that. And then also just continue to praise God. Just continue to trust in him. Continue to find your hope and your and find your hope and and your your satisfaction in God. God gave us feelings for a reason. Never in scripture, like I said before, never in scripture when the examples when I gave the examples of all the people that were depressed and pouring out their hearts to God, did God ever once rebuke them? He heard them, he answered them, and he comforted them and provided for them. I encourage you to actually go back even into the Old Testament and read the examples of Elijah and David and Job and how in every single case, God provided for them and cared for them. He provided David with another son. He provided Elijah with food and strength. He provided Job not only with more children, but with more stock and more faith in God. So put your hope in God. You know, if you're going through depression and you feel alone, know that you are loved and you have people who truly, truly love you. But more importantly, God is for you and God will take care of you if you are his if you are his child, if you're an unbeliever, if you don't know God, I encourage you to get to know God, repent and turn to him, the God who made you, the God who died for you. And when you turn to God, he will take care of you. He promises that in scripture. That is a promise that we can hold God to and he has never failed. So turn to him. He'll take care of all your needs. You know, coming to Christ and placing your faith in him, it doesn't automatically mean everything will be roses and peaches and that you will have no hardships or challenges in your life or seasons of deep despair. But even in those moments, you have something and you have someone who is solid. You have a solid ground that cannot be shaken or cannot change. Your hope won't be in things or people. Don't place your hope in people. You know, that that, that is shaky ground. But place your hope in the one who is able to keep you and hold you and comfort you. Jesus is the best comforter. You know, he has gone through the worst. He was abandoned by his friends. He was mocked. He was beaten and killed for your sins. So he knows what it's like to be abandoned. He knows what it's like to feel alone. He knows and he is our comforter. And he is able to help us through those those situations People will fail you. Your mother will fail you. Your father will fail you. Your husband will fail you. Your wife will fail you. Your friends, sisters, name it. 
they will fail you, but God will never fail you. So do not look to your situation. Do not look to a person to give you peace. That must come from God and him alone. I have learned this and I I pray that you guys see it and hear it and and believe it because the peace can only come from God. It cannot come from another person. If you're looking to someone to give you the peace that, that you want, it's not going to happen. You have to look to God for that. And when we know this, then we will be able to defeat depression. <laughs> we'll be able to, you know, overcome it through the help of the Holy Spirit when it comes knocking on our door. So that is my encouragement to you guys. Um, if you need anything, please, again, you can leave a message on Anchor, leave a voice note on Anchor. Everything will be private. Nothing will be shared. And if you have prayer requests, you can find me on Instagram. I will leave my IG handle on the description of this episode podcast. You can send me a DM and I will pray for you. I will pray with you. We are all in this together. And so I really hope that you found some type of encouragement through this um, discussion. Again, I'm sorry if it was all over the place. I really do. And I just hope we can have more opportunities to really open up this topic and really, really address it how it needs to be addressed. And um, yeah, so I (laughs) thank you guys for sticking with me and for hearing me and the things that I have to say. I I hope it has blessed you and I hope it will help you through whatever it is that you may be going through. So I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode.